Hello, and welcome back to Just a Dash, your Houston Dash women's soccer, everything world soccer podcast from the brilliant people at The Striker. Uh, I am Theodore Chuse, your host, and I'm here with my brilliant co-host, as always, the busiest woman in Houston, Texas, Laura <laughs> Gomez. Que tal, Laura? Hey, Theo, Theo. No, I think that I think we've all been pretty busy, you know, running mm-hmm. around, trying to have mm-hmm. a life, trying to have a good mental health, um, spend time with family and do a good job at what you do. And sometimes you just spread thin, you know, and, and things that are going around in the world um, can also have an effect on, on, you know, your life, even though it doesn't really directly involve you, it does. Yeah, Lara is kind of, you know, hinting at it there, listener. Obviously, we're only a week, eight days removed from the Uvalde shooting in Texas, which you know, Laura and I's hearts absolutely go out to anyone remotely connected to that and everyone in the community. It's, it's been a very intense, harrowing time across the country, across the world, but uh, in Texas even more so. And if you don't know, Laura, you know, is an editor for a local publication in Texas. So from that side of it is your job to cover a story mm-hmm. and the story is this harrowing in a community not too far off from your own. It, it, I'm sure it's it's bled in and made your life very tough and, and tricky and and, and heavy. Yeah. yeah, I just want to say like, you know, I've, most of my career has been in sports, but I've, you know, done a lot of things in, in local news and things like that. So I've covered, you know, mass shootings before and um, this is, it's it's just, I'm exhausted in the sense of having to cover things again over and over and over it's exhausting mentally spiritually physically um not I mean, i'm not comparing my exhaustion to the family's victims or anything like that but in the sense of a, as a journalist kind of crying out that we really there has to be some kind of change we need to find some kind of balance and, you know whoever you vote for or don't vote for at the end of the day is just really trying to keep you know, our children safe, our teachers safe, ourselves safe. Um, prior to Uvalde, you know, it was Buffalo, New York. Mm. People doing, mm. you know, going to the grocery store. And I don't know about you, Theo, but sometimes, you know, when I'm in a theater, uh, I, I kind of don't want to be in there. I kind of look where the exit's at. Or even if I'm, I'm grocery shopping, I'm like, let's hurry up and let's do this. Like, you know, it's it's tough not feeling like you're safe. Anywhere, really, not in church, not in school. Um, not in the hospital, not in a theater. It's just a lot to take in sometimes. Yeah, here, here. Hard to go out. And like you said, beyond, you know, the time for saying your heart goes out and the time for feeling does feel like it's over. And I know this is a broken record from Parkland, from Buffalo, from Orlando, from Sandy Hook. Or, you know, this, like you said, it's just, it's, it's, it's enough is enough. It's so painful to keep going over there and it's unacceptable. And, yeah, I hope something changes. I hope maybe, 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 maybe we can end gun violence and really change the culture of, of what weapons are in this country. Um, mm-hmm. Sticking with this thread, bringing in a bit of, of women's football here, uh, we did have a really emotional press availability with Sarah Lavin ahead of last Sunday's North Carolina game. She spoke very eloquently about these matters, very similar uh, you know, from what Lara was just saying she's been at a match and held a minute silence before for the fallen she's had to do it again it is traumatic it is painful it is unacceptable to be keep to be living in this nightmare and she spoke very clearly about wanting to stand up for that and make that a part of her preparations 
and her statements as a club and, and obviously mm-hmm. for the dash and being at the game on Sunday was a really emotional experience. I thought the dash did a fantastic job at memorializing and tribute and, and then having a tribute to Uvalde 21 shirts laid over 21 empty seats in the uh, East end of the stadium with roses. Uh, it was really, really moving minute silence before kickoff. So I think a lot of the players were, holding back tears or letting their emotions out. And I think it was, it was really beautiful to see the honesty. I think we, we take it for granted sometimes in, in women and and non-binary athletics that the players are happy to speak their mind. I think a lot of the time in in sport players are told to bottle it up. And I I got a lot of, a lot, a lot of uh, respect for Katie Norton, Rachel, Michelle, Sarah, a lot of the players who came out and, and said exactly how they feel. And I think, want to stand up and be a part of change the kind of change we were talking about we want to see in regards to gun violence in this country and i think yeah it was a really really powerful week for the for the houston dash and the nwsl and, and the WNBA and a lot of a lot of athletes out there and i just you know to kind of um before we jump to another subject it's i think that it's important to kind of say that you know these athletes are choosing to use their platform to yeah. try to find a difference and that's something that we're trying to do as well uh, we're not telling you what to believe in or what not to believe in but it's such subject that is something that's going on and we can't just ignore it because it bleeds into sports as well um it, it, it affects sports in many ways um it's we can't separate things because at, at the end of the day as a community things everything involves everything so yeah Absolutely. And um, yeah, it felt, you know, Uvalde's a few hours from from Houston, but that sense of it being in Texas and Sarah Loudon brought up their their spouse is a teacher. And so they felt that Mm -hmm. connection was like an intense part of it. And and, and I'm sure a lot of people have are connected to someone who works in education or like you said, everyone goes to the, the supermarket. So that intense aspect of it being in Texas, I think, added that extra layer. And I did think in a way it wasn't necessarily a part of her celebrations, but I did think it was, I was quite moved by uh, Diana Ordonez, someone we've had on this show before, a, a real favorite of mm-hmm. ours. You can go and check out that podcast on the Striker Texas or on, on any podcast platforms. Um, it was cool to see her open the scoring on a day, you know, to show a little bit of the hope uh that that soccer can bring and the joy and, and these distractions from life and Rachel said that a little bit after the game she was like you know I'm a soccer player I'm here to to be a distraction to be joy to be hope I'm not here to like be a politician or to bum people out but sometimes you have to speak up like you just you said Laura. and so it was it was a beautiful match because it kind of balanced that heart that joy that Texas nurse, like I said, having Deanna score her first ever NWSL regular season goal in front of like 40 members of her family. They were packed out in the mm-hmm. in, in this in the uh northwest part of the stadium, this huge uh zone of of Ordonez, Ordonez's uh with signs uh for her. It was a really special <laughs> moment that I yeah, I I started welling up. I was like, this is amazing. And yeah, there was something kind of beautiful about having some joy, some Texas joy to uh to add to the to the game, obviously, you know, at this point, listener, you know, Rachel Daly gets the equaliser. The game finishes one one, um, which was probably a fair result on the day. Although maybe yeah. the, da- the dash mm-hmm. had slightly. If you look at some of the statistics, the dash maybe outplayed the courage a little bit. But it was a pretty even game, and and, and I suppose it more than anything on the dash point of view keeps their unbeaten streak going. Four games now without a loss under Sarah Loudon, having gone on the road for three of those. That's a really, really impressive haul. And, and the Houston Dash are sitting pretty for now, fourth in the table, eight points after five games. Not too bad at all. Obviously, we'll be watching that top six playoff line all season. Um, 
Laura, you know, four games unbeaten, fourth in the table. Are you surprised at all by some of these results, by this 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 form? The Dash have been looking pretty good recently. You know, I, I don't want to use the word surprise because I think that um, a lot of the players, we knew from the beginning um, that, you know, what kind of talent they had. I think that um, what I am seeing is, is a little bit more, um, I don't want to say relaxed, but kind of in the sense a little relaxed, but kind of at ease, more than relaxed, mm-hmm. like at ease. And that kind of takes away the stress of, you know, you have to, you have to score, but you have to score kind of sense. So it's kind of like this different vibe that I've seen in different games of the, the hustles there, the grit is there per usual. Um, but it's just like another sense of calmness. I think that I, I've seen the team kind of evolve into. Yeah, you can go and check out. I, I did some takeaways for this game as well as, you know, a recap story of the game and, and some a little bit of analysis is on the site now. But I think, yeah, something which touches on what you were saying, Lara, which I, I took away from this game was that sense of grittiness. Um, but being able to, you know, I think we've seen the dash, they always work hard. We know they're going to work hard. That's kind of been their bread and butter. But working hard in different situations, I think, is what impressed me. We'll, we'll maybe talk a little bit about the Portland game. But the Portland game, they get, that, they get that goal in the first half. And once you have a lead, in a way, it's a little bit easier to like work your butt off and get uh, 10 players behind the ball and just defend it. And we saw that against Kansas City as well. They get the lead, they hold on to it. And, you know, the Dash last season threw away a lot, a lot of leads. So I don't want to discredit that. But what I did like about the North Carolina game was they go down very early. 24th minute, Diana Adonias, as we said, gets that very uplifting goal. And I think what was good was they fought back within 20 minutes. It's 1-1. And in the second half, the Dash were definitely the better team. And I think, like you said, that grittiness, that response to a little bit of adversity was really good to see. Because in the Challenge Cup, you know, it's only a month ago, two months ago now, me and Laura were saying, oh, we're worried about this team. What happens when they concede a goal? What's going to happen? So after a few games where they've been very defensive and very tight and Jane got a couple of clean sheets... I was really excited to see, oh, a little bit of a trouble at the start and they managed to get it back. And I think that's maybe the real change in, in the mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that it's something, it's, you know, it, like talking about that game with Portland, it was a joy. I was, you know, I, I think I watched that game again or like three times already. Wow. I was like kind of co- kind of like cooking and I was just like, you know, just kind of rewatching it. Just whack this it on. Games. Yeah. Because sometimes What were you like, cooking? What were you cooking? Noise. What was I cooking? I think I was making like some some Cuban beans that I was trying to okay. learn. I don't know some Cuban recipe. beans. I was trying to, a little, yeah, I was trying to a little spice it up there. Different. Yeah. Too. Okay, like it. Yeah, like yeah. It. so I was kind of like doing that. I was like, okay, okay, family, get ready. And I was like, oh, there was nothing really that was going on that I wanted to watch. So I was like, let me rewatch this game again, so my dad can watch it. So I don't know. I just it was really one of those enjoyable games. And you know, Sophie made the you know the score. That was a, of course. Cool. I forgot your favorite. I mean, come on, Ms. yeah, Ms. one Schmidt. of my faves. <laughs> so I think that it was an amazing all around amazing game and, and the goal for me was I think one of the best that I've seen so far. Did your dad have any extra notes? Did he have any opinions? My dad was like, wow, wow. He was like, Yeah, I'm like, remember we watched them because we watched like, you know, the Canada um the team and, and yes. all that. So he was yes. like, Oh yeah, I think I know, I think I know. So you know, he got into it and I'm like, but you do know this is not live. I had to break it down to him. I don't think he had realized. <laughs> like, this is just for the Cuban beans. This is a real. I'm like, yeah. come on, yeah. 
Yeah, but he's like, oh, okay. I mean, in my family, we do that a lot. Sometimes we just record games, and if we really like them, we'll end up watching them again. I mean, this is yeah, a real when- this is a real tangent, but I am a big believer that all the NWSL games should be at the same time because I think it creates a lot of buzz on Twitter because all the games are happening and everyone's like, oh my god, what's happening over there? You know, let's get what's going on in dc what's going on in portland and then when you want to watch them you just go and replay them because you know we all have paramount plus you can just go and click it and i'm a big believer like you lara you put on your cooking or you you start doing the ironing and then you put on the game so i i'm a big believer in the replay as well yeah yeah i do that too when whenever vhs was still a thing wow yeah yeah. that's hard my uh yeah my uncle recorded over to watch a colombian game he recorded over me singing uh in my elementary so my mom hasn't gotten over that but the game was really good the columbia game was really good <laughs> uncle gomez but, if you're out there you owe Lara yeah. an apology for yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> recording over the it was city. a good game at least but yeah little extra details there of, of family memories but yeah i think it was a, a good game i think that i don't want to use the word surprised but i'm you're not you're not using that word you've said no, that twice no. now you're like no yeah, i wasn't I'm surprised. Word. It's i'll say that i was surprised i was surprised i was surprised i want to say more i, I want to say elated i want to say elated, elated is a good word what i've always thought the team could do yes yes they're doing no exactly i think that's a great reminder this team has always been very capable the nwsl is such a competitive league and we're learning mm-hmm. that very quickly you know a lot of the teams that did well in the challenge cup have had a slow start in, in the in the beginning of the regular season I think that's going to continue to happen. I think this, this table is going to flip-flop. You know, right now you've got Racing Louisville in sixth. Uh, Washington Spirit, who arguably a lot of us said were going to be one of the best teams this year. They're kind of struggling off the bat. They're eighth in the table. They did get a nice draw with the Chicago Red Stars tonight, who have probably been better than people expected. Although, you know, Mal Pugh's one of the best players in the world. So, of course, they were going to be good. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of unpredictability, but I think something you know larry you've watched this team and covered this team longer than almost anyone so I, I really go to you on this one but winning in portland winning in portland i know they did it last september for the first time since 2015 but i think going to portland and winning is really really impressive and this portland team can really defend as well and so i think scoring two goals on portland is really rare i think you're going to see a lot more teams just get one or t- one goal against them so yeah, yeah. I, I think it was impressive because of the way it happened. It wasn't just the daily goal and then they defended for 45 minutes. The Schmidt goal exactly. is, is up, going to be up there for goal of the season. Mm-hmm. And there were so many layers to that performance that was so good. The new formation, can we talk a little bit about that? The three the three centre-backs, was that a surprise? Are, are you allowed to say you were surprised to see three centre-backs? I think that one, yes. I think okay. that one was a little, yeah, I was kind of like, okay, okay, let's see, let's see, let's see what happens. And you know, I mean, it worked out. Obviously, it worked, it worked out. out. Yeah, and, and, and like you mentioned, I think Portland. You know, although uh, Portland, we're still you know fresh in the season, I think, or somewhat. Um, Portland's always it has that name. It's yes. Portland, right? So it already has that heaviness. Has an to aura, it. a shield. And that aura, exactly. Something that about shield. it, exactly. Yeah, there's a Spanish saying that like your jersey, like your jersey weighs, and the, their jersey weighs because they've you know they're they've been known as you know one of the most, um, I guess, steady teams. Um, it, it doesn't have a lot of up and downs and things like that. And it's been pretty steadily, steadily good. So I think to go to their, you know, their home to their house and, and get that, I mean, yeah. Uh, elated would be the word for me because I know that the team is capable of that even in, in other games, you know, seasons prior that they didn't win, but I felt like they had 
the talent, the capability of doing it, but something wasn't just clicking. And this time it did. Um, you can go and check my takeaways, like I said, from the North Carolina game. Uh, and I have a piece up about the new 3-4-1-2 formation, the dash under Sarah Allen trying something a little bit new. Before we move on from the Portland game and the Courage game and look ahead to Friday, last question I wanted to ask you, Lara, about these quote-unquote surprises uh, or the new formation or winning in Portland and drawing against North Carolina Courage is the positional change for Maria Sanchez. You know, you just said that, talent. We know she's one of the most talented players on this continent. We know she can score goals. She has a phenomenal left foot. We know she can cross the ball. She, five games into the end of her regular season, is yet to get a goal or an assist. Do you have any, I don't know, feedback for Maria's first five games? She's been playing more as a left wing back, so a little bit more defensive in the shape. How do you feel about that? Um, should Dash fans have any feedback? I mean, I think that she's the kind of player that can really play different positions well. She's showing um, it. Yeah, she's showing it. But I think that obviously all as an athlete, you're going to have positions that you like more, you feel more comfortable in. Um, and then maybe it's just that, trying to see, you know, kind of seeing it out, what she can do, what she can't do uh, with the position change. I mean, I, th I think it's five games. I, I, I have seen a lot of what I really like to see about her, even though she hasn't had what you just mentioned. She brings that, that Jogo Bonito, what you would yes. say. Yes, she's still giving the highlights I mean, every week. I mean, I think that that is something that for me personally, the NWSL was missing, at least Love in that. the dash. Love that. Yes, yeah, you're because right. compared to other teams, you know, perhaps with Mar Martha, and she's older, but she's brought a lot of that still, uh, perhaps not as much as before. Um, and she's never been, uh, you know, there's players to players that really have that. And she's never been one to really do it out there constantly. But you would be able to see her do that with, you know, Orlando. Um, but I think Maria really brings that. She brings, she's young. She has a new edge. Um, and I think that her Dogonito really impacts the excitingness i think to the game um it just makes it more interesting um because i know that let's say when i have conversations with people that watch women's soccer out of the u.s and, and they're not in the u.s so and, and they're watching the nw style they're like yeah it's an amazing league it's wonderful blah blah but they're so technical that sometimes it seems robotic mm. and i think that mm. maria brings that extra umph um and I'm not saying that, you know, all the players are just sometimes whenever you watch different games, it might seem a little uh, uniformed in a sense. So technically perfect that it's kind of like, whoa, like, can we get like somebody needs to drop on the floor or do something, you know, kind of the, the drama that a lot of the leagues have. Yes. No, I love that. It's so interesting. It makes me think we need a new statistic for like Jogger Benito or what some yeah. people might call source or flair. Yeah, some. or style we need <laughs> some some flex exactly because maria's not getting the credit she deserves um but shout out the houston dash media team for putting fabulous little videos of maria after every game yeah. it's great to see her memorialized you know the the flick over janine becky in portland and the nutmeg on denise o'sullivan on sunday uh she's she's a genius it's a it's a real honor to go and watch maria sanchez and, and write about her so go out and get to a game because she is an absolute talent um, okay, looking ahead to Friday, Orlando Pride, the Space Race Derby is back, mm. Laura. We were talking right before <laughs> we hit record. It was a pretty spi spiceless Space Race Derby, two, two yeah. matches last year. We didn't see any beef. Marta, you just, who you just mentioned, is injured. She tore her ACL. She will not be playing in this game, so we're not going to get 
Rachel Daly versus Marta Beef. Uh, but Ooh. we might get a little feisty out there. Um, Lara, I want to bring up a player, Megan Montefusco, Ney, mm. Oyster, uh, the law of the X, another great part of uh, Latin American soccer culture. The law of the X is Megan Oyster, Montefusco, going to come back and bite the Houston Dash on the bum? Um, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I think, um, I want to say no. <laughs> no, it'll be Dash getting their own back on Megan Oyster. There you go. That's Lara's take. Um, Montefusco aside, Lara, is, should the Dash be worried about the Orlando Pride? I mean, I think that whenever you respect your opponent, you have to have mm. some kind of fear to them, right? I think that that's just respectful towards your opponent. And when I say fear, it's in a sense of more than fear, I guess, would be respect um, because you have to know what you're bringing to that match. I mean, Orlando has had, you know, on and off kind of games. Their last game was against Washington Spirit. They tied prior to that, you know, Chicago Red Stars. They lost uh, 4-2. to um, prior to that was with, uh, North Carolina and they had a two to two to one win. And before that was a tie with Kansas city. So I think that they've also had not a spectacular start, but a steady one. It's kind of similar to the dash. So I think it's going to be a good matchup. I think that's going to be interesting to really see how, how they kind of go against each other at this moment. And, uh, what is it? The sixth, sixth game. Yes. Game six. Yeah. It'll be this game. It'll be game seven for pride, but yeah. Mm -hmm. For the dash. Uh, game six and four, the Pride Seven. So I think it's it's going to be a very interesting game. A little less talk than prior, you know, games before. Even Orlando on Twitter I, before I jumped on, I was kind of looking to see if they had put anything, you know, about um, Houston and stuff like that prior to them, you know, coming. Maybe it's too early. Maybe in the next few days we'll see a little smack talk that we've seen that's happened before, talking about who's the real space city. So hopefully we'll see that because it kind of brings an extra oomph and it kind of gets them trending on, on Twitter and it kind of brings more um, oomph and emphasis on, on you know, on women's uh, soccer. And I think that's always good. The winner gets to call themselves Space City. I love it. Very much looking forward to Friday night and, and the result of that energy in that derby. And, and it'll be the last uh, Rachel Daly game for the summer as well. So I think we're going to see her going out with a bang. I talked to Sarah Loudon today. I'll have an article up in the morning. Go kind of going through a bit of a preview. Spoke to Sarah Loudon and Ali Prysock, uh, the defender for the Houston Dash, uh, looking ahead to the Pride game. Uh, it was interesting. Sarah Loudon, one of her mentors when at the University of Florida was Becky Burley. Uh, mm -hmm. Becky Burley went coached the Orlando Pride last year. Um, and I was talking to her. I was like, oh, you know, did Becky give you any tips? And she sort of smiled and said, well, you know, I've watched a lot of Orlando Pride games. I ask around, you know, anyone for information when I'm researching teams. You know, I do... I do deep scouting reports. A lot of the coaches, you know, we, we, we know, we know the Orlando pride. She kind of understood that maybe I was, I was hinting that Ber Berkey Burley had given her some secrets, but I think she very much believes <laughs> that her and her staff can figure out all the scouting reports they need on the Orlando pride. So I'll be interested to see what kind of um, formation we see. Like we said, will, will she keep with the three defenders at the back or will she mix it up again? I think it's going to be a really in interesting match on Friday night. Before we get out of here, Laura, can I get a little score prediction for you? who will have the honor of calling themselves Space City come Friday, 10 p.m. I'm going to have to say a two to one for Houston, Space City, forever and ever, H-Town. 
NASA, NASA <laughs> represent. Yeah, two one is a repeat of last year's result. Uh, it was two one at PNC Stadium. Maria Sanchez scored the winner in that game. Um, well, there you um, go. She's going to score the only regular season goal she has for the Houston Dash to date. Maybe on Friday she'll get a second one. I am going to come through and say this game is also going to be two one for Houston Dash. I'm going to agree okay. with Laura, and I very rarely. Wow. I very rarely uh, predict a dash win because I always think I just <laughs> I just get bad energy. I just am like oh, I'm going to jinx it, but I agree. I think this one feels yeah, yeah. right. I think I think the dash are in a really good vein of form. There is a bit of one thing I would say is the pride. I need to maybe go back and watch their games a little bit closer. But the pride have won both of their away games. They played two games on the road and four games at home in Orlando. And they have won both of their away games, which I think is is valid. But I do remember I watched the Angel City versus Pride game in LA. And I think Orlando were quite lucky to get out, out of that one with a 1-0. It was probably more like a draw. So this is a team that has started pretty well under Amanda Cromwell. But mm-hmm. I do think the opportunity to win is there. And you've you got to win your home games. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it all year. If you want to get in those yes. playoffs, you've got to win your home games. Home games, home games, home um, games are the key. Absolute key. Uh, Laura? It's been lovely talking to you again. Same. Take care of yourself. Get the rest. Me too. Everybody drink lots of water. It's getting very hot now. It sun is cream. Very. Sun cream, water, space. Put your phone down. Listen to Just a Dash. Brave. Subscribe yes. to the striker. What more can you want? Nothing more. World peace. World peace with <laughs> us. Uh, well, without yeah. further ado, uh, hasta luego, buenos tardes, uh, and enjoy the rest of your night. Bye.